As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, uh, Robert Frost actually posted a message up on our comment section today. Wow. Really? Isn't he dead? From the grave! <laughs> Ooh, scary stuff, kids, blah. I'm Count Floyd. Blah, blah. Hey, Paul Dini. Buckaroo Banzai number two is out, and I haven't gotten number one yet. Uh, number one came out in August. Son of a... You're going to need to mail I reviewed it. I reviewed it on... Uh... On our show that we did, uh, the hundred hundred comics. Don't you ever listen to a thing I say? Apparently not. <laughs> if you weren't always interrupting me. Bonsai the prequel. Yeah, the prequel. Yep, Buckaroo Bonsai the prequel the number screw. one. No, the Return of the Screw came out like four or five years ago. Exactly. I have the prequel on my pull list, and it's not getting pulled, and I'm gonna be mighty pissed. Prequel number two came out last week. This is having a lot... Don't worry, you are not missing a goddamn thing. That good, huh? I gave it a one-star review. Yeah, but if you didn't like it, that must mean it's good. No, because I love Buckaroo Banzai. The problem is, the writer, uh, Mac Roche, or whatever his name is, doesn't pay any attention to continuity in the movie. And he in fact... The movie. No, he didn't. Uh, that's W.D. Richter. Um... The problem is, the opening scene has Buckaroo essentially strapped down, being electrocuted by one of Hanoi Zan's uh, henchmen. He's being electrocuted, and the guy keeps saying, you must give me the oscillation overthruster. Meanwhile, Peggy Pretty is in another room being tortured to death. That's the exact same scene that we saw in the movie, only set in a different location and not with aliens. Unless you're talking about the illegal alien kind, in which case they may be that. Okay. I'll have to read it sometime. He uh, he builds a mouthpiece-sized oscillation overthruster, and as uh, Hanoi Zan gets ever closer to his chambers, one of the henchmen, guard, enter the room and says, I'm one of the Blue Blazer regulars, Buckaroo. I'm here to save you. And Buckaroo says, wait, I have to test to see if my oscillation overthruster works. And uh, he goes running at the wall, Uh, But he's not fast enough, so he tells the Blue Blaze guy to pick him up and swing him around fastball style and throw him through the wall, which he does. And he doesn't enter the eighth dimension. Instead, he enters the seventh dimension before being yanked out. And then they escape and rise up. And uh, the the Hong Kong Cavaliers come and save the day. And uh, Peggy Pretty somehow is missing in action. And thus endeth the... The lesson. Yeah. 
You know what? <laughs> and that, I Matthew, would... is the best parts of the issue. <laughs> I wish I was 20 again so that I could have sex with Adam Eve. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Having sex with Adam Eve? What would yeah. you know about it? Oh, boy. I got to tell you. She can make things appear and disappear with her magical atomic powers and stuff. A quick uh, Doctor <laughs> Who question for you, Matthew. Bahamana? All right. Are you watching BBC America's uh, stuff, current stuff? I've, I've seen this season, yeah. Oh, you've already I've, seen this season. Yeah, this is the season that aired on Sci-Fi last fall? Really? Spring, yes. What's B- what BBC is running is season four of the new series. With the with the new sidekick and the appearance of with, his daughter, with Donna Noble and the Doctor's daughter, yes. How many how many uh, episodes does she stick around for? Two, I think. Now, is this the first time that we've ever seen mention of his daughter? Yes and no. Uh, his first companion, Susan, was always referred to as his, his granddaughter. granddaughter, though. But the the Doctor's daughter. Well, there's there's actually two things about the Doctor's daughter that are interesting. One is that she was cloned from the hand of the Doctor. Right. And two, the actress who plays her is actually the daughter of Peter Davison, oh, who cool. was the fifth Doctor. That's why, I mean, that's why they wrote the episode, essentially, was they wanted, you know, to do something with the woman, and they thought it would be interesting. Okay. Because I heard reference to him having a daughter, and I always, and I think we talked about it before on our Doctor Who uh, they make, they make a lot of oblique references. At one point, somebody asks him if he ever had a brother, and he says, not anymore. So they make the reference master? to him having had a family at one point. Would the master be his brother? No, not, not his biological brother. But so he's not to... the... So then, with his daughter around, is she also a Time Lord? Partly. Partly, okay. Uh-huh. So he then is not the last of the Gallifrey... Gallifreyans? Yeah. Yes, you need you need to see the next episode. All right. I don't wish to spoiler it for you. Oh, because my wife and I, uh, my wife had seen it when it aired because I was at a basketball game mm-hmm. uh, broadcasting that, and I got home and I was, and I was like, oh, I, do you guys want to sit down and watch Doctor Who? She said, well, we already watched it. And she's like, I'm not going to give anything away, but Zura, Zura, and I was like, oh, you're so mean. And then she goes, oh, there's something freaky in the previews that you have to watch. Because she's like me. She grew up uh, watching the, uh, the uh, Tom Baker Doctor Who back in the, uh, in the 80s. Right. So she's familiar with the storyline, and she's actually gotten quite into the Doctor lately. As has you, Rodrigo. As, as has, has you. Me. And me am well as to be. <laughs> the most oh, thing about hey, you got to check this out. you got to check this out. Uh, so my comics to film class concluded... Again, just as a recap, mostly female. No one in the class had ever read comic books before. I had them all read League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, watch the movie, and write a paper for their midterm, but kind of set them loose on uh, whatever they wanted to do for their final paper. One person did Sin City, a female, and she quite liked it. Uh, The only guy in the class did V for Vendetta. We had two people do Iron Man. Which, surprisingly, they tracked down the original Suspense Tales original story nice. and uh, made reference to it and talked about how they duplicated that in the, in the movie, just like we talked about when we did our review. Uh, another person did... Oh, uh, what was it? Crap, I can't remember. 
Uh, the one that surprised me the most was was the girl who did Wanted. Hmm. And she actually liked the comic book, even though it had the strong language and the super violence. And she said she enjoyed it. And then when I explained to her what all the references were to the supervillains, she was like, oh, that makes so much more sense now. And now she was even more interested in reading comics than she was when she started the class. In fact, all of them said they were more interested in reading comics than when they started the class. So Nice. I, I count that as a success. So I thought I'd just fill you guys in on that. It was it was pretty cool to listen to their uh, presentations that they give that summarize their papers as they went all over it. Oh, th- uh, the other girl did Wanted, uh, the thir- uh, not Wanted, 30 Days of Night. Nice. Cool. Yeah, so it was, it was all good. And I was surprised at some of the titles that they decided to pick out. So maybe this is a kind of a discussion we can have. What web comics are you guys reading? Um, what web comics am I reading? Basically, Order of the Stick, sometimes Dinosaur Comics. That's about it. Dinosaur Comics? That's a web Dinosaur comic? Comics yeah, is entertaining, it's, yeah. It's quants.com, Q-W-A-N-T-Z, I think. Wow. I have a whole crap load of, of web comics that I read, or at least that I check in every day. Uh, Apple Geeks, which is fun. That's updated pretty randomly now that they both have jobs. Atland is a, kind of a... A Dungeons and Dragons, World of Warcraft type story. It's also updated fairly rarely. Commissioned by O. I love reading that one every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, Count Your Sheep is really a nice one. Matthew, I think you would get a kick out of Count Your Sheep. Uh, because it's this whole deal. I actually read deal, Count Your Sheep. Do you? With the <laughs> whole uh, mother-daughter thing and, and the sheep that you fall asleep to is, is great. Um, Cul-de-sac. Sinfest is one of my top ones. I have been a Sinfest f- is awesome. I have been a fan of that for so long, and and that's where I first started getting into. I'm going to support the web comic artist by buying the the bound trade when it comes out. Um, Cul de Sac is another one. Devil's Panties, uh, the Diesel Sweeties. Do you like that one, do Rodrigo? You, do you have a life, Steve? Uh, <laughs> you know, it takes me about thirty minutes in the morning. It's like my morning cup of coffee. Uh, you know, and reading the paper is going through all of these web comics because they really take about 30 minutes tops. Now, this isn't yeah. even half. I mean, I've got, uh, who do I have? Evil Inc. by Brad Geiger or Gigar uh, is another great superhero comic. Gigar? <laughs> yeah, G U I G A R. Hello, my name is Gigar. You make me. Gigar. Gigar. Extra Life, of course, with Scott Johnson. We Girls with Slingshot is a must-read. You know, another one that's that I like that has not been updated in forever, and I sure wish I knew the reason why, is Joe and Monkey. That used to be my one of my top three or four comics uh, of all time. But the last time it was updated was like back in September, August, something like that. What about you, Matthew? You've got some on your list? We are... I just like to say we here. <laughs> uh, I don't really read anything regularly. I'll come in and check up on various ones like every two or three months. Yeah. PVP is one that I'll, I'll go in and read. Yep. Um, Sinfest is one of my big ones. I love God in Sinfest. Yes. The fact that God is nothing but a hand, hand sticking puppet. out of a cloud. Yeah. And occasionally he'll put on a hand puppet and pretend to be the devil. That just cracks me up. I, I just... love... 
I love the weirdness of Sinfest. My two favorites uh, characters would be Monique and Slick. Monique is awesome. I want to sleep with her. <laughs> no, it's all right. I can deal with it. What that. about PvP? You guys read PvP? Yeah, I read PvP. PvP is another one that you kind of have to really get into. Um, I don't know. I, I think my favorite PvP moment has nothing to do with PvP. It's where the characters from... Oh, God, now I can't even remember now. Tycho and Gabe. Right. Penny Arcade. Show up. Penny Arcade, thank you. I read that one periodically. Tycho and Gabe show up at the PvP offices wearing sunglasses. And they're like, what's going on? <laughs> and Brent's like, yeah, I thought we had a deal. And Tycho pulls a gun on him and says, our deal is that you talk about gaming and you stay away from the video games. You've been talking too much about video games. And Brent's like freaking out and Gabe's trying to, trying to calm him down. He's like, you stay on your side. You understand me? <laughs> and I don't even know if it was a legitimate crossover or not, but it was just one of those moments that you can't hate. I, I'm sure they check in with one another. Have you guys read Least oh. I Could Do? I uh, read the least you can do every day. Don't you write like six uh, or eight? Uh, 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 pow. Right there. Good one, Matthew. Scalpo. Good one, Matthew. Least I could do. I love that because it's just full of inappropriate uh, humor. Doesn't it have nudity? Because I'm looking for a webcomic with nudity. Uh, nudity. Do I have any? Oh, you know what? This one's really bad, but uh, it doesn't launch until next year. Uh, it is called... Comics Often Dirty at OGLAF.com. you got to be over 18 because there's some nudity in this one, some sex in this one. There's some detachable penises in that one. Nice. Holy crap. <laughs> I told you, dude. No, Kid Eternity is joining the Teen Titans. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't been listening to you. Well, when do you ever? Uh, well, what is the... Oh, God. Now I can't remember. I'm, I'm going to have to go look it up because it was hysterical. It was another gaming-related strip, and it was a four-panel, but they were, like, um, vertical. Top, bottom, top, bottom. Something po Positive is another really good one. I don't know. If What's you that again? That. You broke up there Something Positive. Oh, okay. All right. Something Positive. Uh, that one is another cruel one with, like, years of backstory tied into it. Yeah. Questionable content I enjoy. Man, you uh, have more webcomics than I do monthly comics. Dreamland Chronicles. Well, if you're looking for free, I mean, essentially free stuff, if you can't afford, you know, monthly comics, weekly comics, whatever, webcomics are great. There will never be a day that I cannot afford monthly comics. How dare you, sir? Right now, my, right my all-time favorite webcomic is still Wapsie Square. It's really good by uh, Paul Taylor. And let's see, is there anything else on the list? Oh, <laughs> uh, Menage 3 is also very good. Static is joining the Teen Titans as well, it looks like. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Matthew, not paying attention. <laughs> anything else that you have there? Uh... I have a deep love of Static. Uh, um, not you guys, really. I'm, are you a... I'm not... I'm not a webcomic guy. I like to go in and like bursts to where you can read yeah. like two months worth all at once and then forget about yeah. it for a while. That that's why sometimes reading the trade is a lot better because you can just blow through stuff. Um, what was the what what's the webcomic? Uh, it's dropped from my list because the storylines were just getting too complicated. Uh, about the guys in uh, in Tokyo, in Japan, 
and they're English speaking and they, they get drunk Mega to Tokyo. go. What is it? Mega Tokyo. Yes, that one. That one is so much easier to read in a collected trade because you can just blow through like 200 strips in one sitting and it makes a lot more sense that way. I don't think it ever gets updated anymore, and I can't remember the name of the website. Did you ever read Sexy Losers? Yes, I that's did. That's horrible. That one is horrible, too. Yes, that's got some naughty naughty in there. Person. But it's funny. Yeah. The, the th- I think the, the most hysterical set of strip they ever did was, uh, Rodrigo hasn't read it, so I'm going to exposition for a minute. The, uh, the storyline, one of their ongoing storylines is about a teenage boy and the fact that his mom has the hots for him. Yeah. And his horny mom. Yeah. And they, they tried to do the strip with a teenage girl and the horny father. And every time the, the artist <laughs> tried to pitch the strip, he would get beaten, just literally beaten within an inch of his life. And he kept going, but it's the same joke. Yep, exactly. Nice. That but hasn't been would... updated. That, that site went away like two years ago or something, three years ago. It's been a long time. Long time. Do you like uh, Do you like Chris Eliopoulos, the uh, the Franklin Richards guy? I can take him or leave him. He has a pretty cool little strip called Misery Love Sherman, <laughs> and it's kind of a Calvin and Hobbes, Franklin Richards Richards esque uh, kind of tale. It's about this guy who has, I guess, they're little blobby aliens or something that live in his bedroom, but his parents don't know they exist. And so it's got that Calvin and Hobbes kind of vibe to it, but then because it's by Eliopoulos, it's got the Franklin Richards vibe, too. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so apparently I don't have a life. If I, I figured Rodrigo and Matthew had a long list of... Uh, no, we have girlfriends. Comics. Well, we have <laughs> a wife, so there you go. Uh that's a moment from Friends. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure if you're familiar with that one. What? I'm too they busy were... reading web comics. What is this Friends you speak of? I do well, have Ross, to Ross and Chandler were talking to Joey about Who? Lord Who of the Rings, oddly enough. And they were talking about, how could you not read Lord of the Rings in high school? And Joey's like, I was having sex with women in high school. <laughs> yeah. If I had the X-ray vision of a Superman, I could save some bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the rack. And although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, it'd make me wait out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little me would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would you bag and board your comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler, yeah, 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 yeah. What a major spoiler.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.